Welcome to Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros. Here you'll learn everything you need to know to be a successful real estate entrepreneur and achieve the financial freedom you've always wanted. There's no BS, no fluff, there's zero guru talk, just real real estate flipping knowledge. Here's your host, Greg Simpson. What's going on, Alliance? Greg Simpson here. I've got a, another awesome guest for you guys. I have with me today Austin Holloway from New View IRA. And the reason I brought Austin onto this show today is that I wanted you guys to understand some of the powerful things you can do investing in real estate through an IRA, which is basically a retirement vehicle. So Austin's really going to talk to you guys about how to get that set up, what all the things, fun things you can do, and Actually, guys, you can learn maybe how to do some of this stuff tax-free. So, Austin, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. I appreciate you having me, and I'm glad I get to chat with you in the Alliance today. So, Austin, tell us a little bit about how you got introduced to IRA lending stuff. Yeah, so essentially the way I got in with NewView and how I went from you know kind of traditional investments to alternatives like real estate as an investment or private lending my story is probably not as cool as most people's. You know, NewView's been around since 2003, and I've been with NewView for just going on three years now. But I actually started at NewView as an intern, and the way I found out about NewView is the the CEO of NewView, his son has actually been my best friend since the fifth grade. So I've actually known the owner of NewView before NewView was even a thing, and before self directed IRAs were popular. So. I actually started at NewView as an intern and kind of worked my way up, and now I um, oversee the entire retail division here. So people buying real estate, people issuing private loans, people flipping real estate, that all kind of rolls through me. So I, I guess the moral of the story is it's good to know people, it's good to have good connections. And that's why we call everybody here the Alliance, because we're all part of the same team trying to help everybody grow their business in multiple different ways, and that's why... You know, we're a big believer in having those strategic alliances. It's why we're big on having power teams, whatever terminology you like to call it. So it is so important to have that, Austin. Yeah, I agree. And I love the name Alliance. That, that sits with me as well. It's exactly how our, our company operates. We view each other as a team. And you just can't get through life. You can't get through your investments without having good people around you. You have to build your team. 100% agree, man. So, Austin, tell us a little bit about what NewView actually does. Gotcha. So NewView, we're a passive IRA custodian, which is um, a real fancy name for a glorified record keeper. Basically, we provide retirement accounts for people, but I don't necessarily tell them exactly what to invest into. So unlike your larger brokerage firms out there, the way NewView operates is someone sets an account up with me because they're going to tell me what they want to invest into. So if someone was interested in flipping real estate, for instance, they can actually use their retirement dollars to do that. They would just have to do it through a company like NewView. So like I said, we've been around since 2003. We have just under a billion dollars in assets under custody. Um, we're actually based in Central Florida, but have clients in all 50 states all over the place. And um, that's essentially NewView in a nutshell. But what we do is at our core, we provide accounts for clients to make their own investment decisions through rather than being limited to stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what different types of retirement vehicles that you guys can provide for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So and 
quick little disclaimer on my end. Everything that we provide, like I said, I don't give any type of investment advice or guidance. So I'm not going to say that any one type of account is more powerful than the other. It's kind of completely up to the client to decide what they go with. But the types of accounts that we do, we do traditional IRAs, which is very common for someone with like a 401k to move that over, a thrift savings plan, a 403b. Those types of accounts usually go over to a traditional IRA. Um, we also do Roth IRAs, which is uh, one of my favorite accounts because the money inside of the Roth IRA is growing tax-free, which is super powerful. We also do SEP IRAs for people that are self-employed. We do simple IRAs. We do educational savings accounts. So, Greg, I know that I've mentioned to you I have um, seven nephews and one more on the way. So I certainly take you know heavy advantage of those educational savings accounts so I can save for their college tuitions. And we also do health savings accounts. A lot of people don't know that an HSA can actually own real estate as well. Huh. I did. I don't think I knew that. That's yeah, a very less known fact out there. We have a lot of people that might have like a an old 401k and an HSA. Maybe they have an ESA for their kids. And what they'll do is they'll move those accounts over to NewView and use all of those dollars to invest into real estate or do a private loan from their IRAs. Okay. So I know you can't really say which one is better than others, but for real estate investing, what's kind of the best vehicle that people can use? What I'll tell you is I won't say what is best. I'll tell you what my favorite is. How's okay. that? That works for me. So my favorite is actually the Roth IRA. That's what I use personally. Okay. The reason why I like the Roth IRA is because I'm – I use the term now. Keep in mind, I'm from central Florida, born and raised in Apopka, so that's why this example might make more sense. I like to pay taxes on the seed of the investment rather than on the crop of the investment. So basically the way the Roth works is I get no tax break going into the account. So I put money in and I get no tax break. But as the money grows and as I invest it, it grows completely tax-free. So if I bought a property, if I put money into it and bought a property for $50,000 and managed to sell it the very next day for $100,000, that entire investment is tax-free because it was done inside of the Roth IRA. And keep in mind, there's no time constraints on how long you have to hold a property for. So you guys could actually wholesale properties through your IRA, correct? Absolutely. And that's actually something I see done very frequently with people that are just getting an IRA started. Maybe they only put a couple thousand dollars into it. Absolutely, you can wholesale properties. So when you put that money in, that money is already – you've already paid your taxes on that money. Is that correct? And then you're just adding it to your investment account? Correct. So think of it this way. If I go to work and um, I have a W-2 job or if I'm self-employed and I have a 1099 that I issue myself or anything along those lines, once I get my money and I have taxes taken out, I've essentially you know, paid taxes on it, for lack of a better term there. You can then take that money and make a contribution to your Roth IRA if you wanted to. You can do you know, $1,000 a month if you wanted to, 100 bucks a month. There's no real minimum that we have. The only thing with these IRAs is there are maximum amounts that you can put in each year. So, for instance, a Roth IRA for someone that's under the age of 50, they can put in $5,500 a year into the plan. If they're over the age of 50, they can put a whopping $6,500 into the plan. But that's just the contribution. A lot of people have this confusion that, oh, so is there a limit on how much I can earn? Absolutely not. You can earn as much money as you could, as you can possibly get creative with your deals. I hope you earn, you know, $10,000 a year, $20,000 a year, $100,000 a year. There's no maximum amount to the that you can earn from the account. 
Actually, I'm sorry. Let me re-say that. Um, there's no maximum amount that your IRA can earn in interest. There's only a maximum amount of new funds you can put into the account. Gotcha. So let's use an example here. If I'm going to buy a property to wholesale it, and I want to basically have my IRA fund this deal, and I'm just assigning it, I'm not going to double close it like some people do. The only thing that I have to do, from my understanding, is literally have my IRA account fund that earnest money deposit of, say, 10 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. And then as soon as we close that, say, that five to $10,000 assignment fee comes directly back to that IRA tax-free. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. Boom. Oh, my gosh. That's, can you imagine that, guys? You know, let's go over this. Again, I'm not a CPA and neither is Austin. But if you make $10,000 in a wholesale deal, you're being taxed at the highest tax bracket of ordinary income. If you could take that $10,000 and then do it tax-free, what, what, what sounds better to you guys? <laughs> yeah, I always give the example to people as well, and it's, it's, this is a perfect example for this. I always tell people, and I think you may have even seen it in some of my presentations in the past, but if you took a dollar and had that dollar double every single year for the next 20 years, how much you would have at the end of the 20 years, right? Well, there's two ways that can happen tax-free through a Roth IRA or the traditional IRA, the traditional way, like you just said, where it's you're paying taxes every single year on it. The difference is that dollar, if I gave you a dollar and said next year it'll be $2, the year after that will be $4, $8, the year after that, and then 16 32 you see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. At the end of 20 years, you would have $1,048,000 if it grew tax-free like it does in the Roth IRA. If you did that outside of the IRA, just meaning in your personal name and you paid your, I don't know, let's say 25% in taxes every single year, you're only going to have $72,000 because you're losing out on that compounding interest each year. Exactly. 25% of everything is just going straight to the IRS. Exactly. And that's, there's a really great book about this. Uh, I'm sure there's a, exactly, I'm sure there is an IRA book about it. But honestly, Tony Robbins, Money Masters of the Game, touches on this investment vehicle and why it's so powerful. And that's what the wealthy in this country use to maintain their wealth and keep it tax-free. Greg, there's two ways to get wealthy. You can either increase your income or you can pay less in taxes. Mm -hmm. And in this case, you're essentially doing both. Right. It's kind of crazy that the government, you know, the IRS even allows this vehicle to exist. Absolutely. Now, the thing is, they're getting paid up front. So keep in mind, you're not getting a tax break going into it. So they're still getting their money. They're just getting less. Basically, what they're saying is, is, hey, you can invest it in whatever you want, and it's going to grow tax-free at this point in time. We're done. We've been paid. We don't care what you do with it at this point in time. Now, they give you a few rules that you have to abide by, and I'm I'm happy to touch on those rules as well. Yeah. So basically, when it comes to IRA investing, as great as the account sounds, there's a few rules that apply. Now, we're talking about you know real estate, and real estate is probably the most common investment I see people make. But it's funny. The IRS doesn't actually tell you that you're allowed to invest into real estate or that you can do private loans. or Actually, the IRS doesn't even tell you that you can own stocks or mutual funds in your IRA. They only tell you under Publication 590 that you can't buy life insurance and you can't buy collectibles. They only tell you what you can't invest into, not what you can invest into. Okay. So that's kind of a cool rule, and that's kind of the guidelines. That's how NewView is able to operate. The only other real rule that people have to be aware of, and I'm sure everyone wants to know these tax codes, so late at night they can do some <laughs> light reading. But um, tax code 4975, 
that is the place where I direct people to almost on a daily, almost on an hourly basis when I deal with clients. And tax code 4975, it tells you who you can and cannot do business with. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to give you the uh, what I refer to as the lawyer speak for it, and then I'll actually tell you exactly what that means. But the lawyer speak is your IRA cannot do business with lineal descendants, ascendants, your spouse, any entities that those individuals own, or any trust that they own. So basically, my IRA can't do business with my parents, my grandparents, me, I'm not married, but if I had a spouse, kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, and also any businesses, trust, or any other entities that those individuals own. Those are the only people my IRA cannot do business with. Okay. Now, if you hear on that list, you know, that's saying lineal. So brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, step-siblings, totally fine to do business with them, so long as it's done at a fair market rate. And uh, Greg, I'm going to use my uh, my sister as an example here, and I really hope she's listening to this podcast. But essentially, if I owned a piece of real estate in my IRA, I could rent that property out to my sister. But here's the cool thing. Let's say the fair market rental rate in that neighborhood was $1,000 a month. And my sister comes to me and says, hey, Austin, I know everyone's charging 1000 bucks a month. I'm your sister. Cut me a deal. Can I do it for 300 bucks a month? Well, you know what, Greg? It's not my call. It's the IRS's call. And the IRS says, my sister's name is Alyssa. They say, hey, Alyssa, sorry, Austin can't rent this property to you for 300 bucks. That would make it prohibited. He has to charge you $1,000, and I have to make more money on it. So I'm no longer the bad guy. I get to put it on the IRS for being the bad guy. And that's probably a, one of the few rules that they put out there that I agree with. <laughs> I'm sure that actually will come in handy for a lot of the uh, alliance because I'm sure they have family members that are doing the same thing to them if they own rental properties. Oh, absolutely. You know, It's one of those great things as well, too. A lot of people that are starting to do this probably have kids that are getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. And um, shameless plug for me, I really hope they're going to UCF because go Knights. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. You know, I had to throw that out there to you. <laughs> but essentially, let's say that their kids are saying, hey, you know, mom, dad, can you just, you know, you've got money in your IRA. Can you buy me a property and I'll just live in it? Oh, you know, sorry, Johnny, but you actually have to pay, you know, someone else. We can't rent the property to you. So unfortunately, Kids aren't allowed to rent from the IRA. Kids can't receive loans or anything like that. But the good news is there's 7 billion people in this world. I'm sure you'll find someone else. I'm sure. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, how people can get started in investing with their IRAs. Like how do they get it set up often? Honestly, the best way for someone to get it set up, just call me. I can walk them through. We have an online portal they can do it through. Um, it takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes. I definitely recommend they check out our website. Um, I'll do a shameless plug here for you. But it's, yeah, www.newviewira.com. Newview is spelled N-U-V-I-E-W-I-R-A.com. Um, they can get the account opened up there. If they have any questions or they want to talk to me, they can always reach me by phone. My direct line is 321-275-0476. Good stuff. And then so, um, Austin, we'll definitely put that in the show notes because I'm sure we have some of our podcast listeners driving now. So, guys, don't, what I, do not try to write that stuff down. We'll have it in the show notes for you guys, as usual, to, to have reference back to later. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, send you my full list of contact information if you want Perfect. to put it down there for them. Definitely. So, what happens if someone has money sitting in a traditional 401k, you know, from their job? Are they able to, you know, what's called roll that over? to a Roth 
or traditional? I mean, I'm sure it depends on the situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely where someone would want to call and have a conversation with me because there's so many different scenarios here where it's, can I do this? Can't I do that? Honestly, if money's in like an old 401k, if it's with a previous employer, chances are they're going to be able to move it over to an account with me. I'd be able to help them figure out which one's going to be the best because, you know, as much as I like the Roth IRA, it might not make sense for someone that has money in a pre-tax traditional IRA because as they convert it, they may have a pretty big tax penalty that they'll have to pay at that point in time. But going into a traditional IRA, you know, it would be a tax-free move from one account to the other. So I want to make sure that, you know, the goal here is pay as little in taxes as possible. And that's something I'd be able to help them out with. Um, The only thing I will... um, put out there is if the money is in an existing 401k with their current employer, contact your HR department before you call me to find out if you're able to roll that money into an IRA. Nine times out of 10, the employer's not going to let you. Maybe your employer's a little bit nicer than most and they will. Let's talk a little bit about one of my favorite features that you guys have. And I think that's what separates you from some of the other IRA companies out there is your online portal where people can submit the investment vehicle they want to invest in and how much and all that stuff. And talk a little bit about that, Austin. Yeah, absolutely. I love our new online portal. And to give you an idea of how quick it gets things done, it's taken transactions. Now, we've always prided ourselves in being a little bit faster than some of our competitors out there. When it comes to buying a piece of real estate, most of our competitors take you know about a week, maybe two weeks to close. Um, we used to do it in three to five days. Now, I say used to do it in three to five days. At this point in time with our online portal, we're able to do it between one to three days, meaning if someone came to me, had the account already set up, and assuming we had the funds in the account, and they said, hey, Austin, I want to buy 123 Main Street, we'd be able to close in one to three days. Most, I'll, we'll take the average and say two days. But what's, yeah, what's really cool, though, is my favorite portion of this, and I don't even think I've told you about this yet, Greg, but you know, One of the things that clients usually complain whenever it comes to dealing with their IRA and these types of investments is whenever it comes to having to pay an expense on that property. Now, anytime your IRA owns a piece of real estate, your IRA also pays for, you know, all of the expenses associated with it. You need to pay a roofer to come out and fix something. You need to pay a plumber, um, the property taxes that are due, anything like that. Your IRA pays. You don't pay personally. Cool concept. But what people usually complain about is they say, oh, well, NewView charges $5 to process any of these check fees, right? So they send us the invoice, we charge $5, we get the check sent out, two to three days it's sent out, right? Through our online portal, if someone pays a bill through the portal, we don't charge a check cutting fee for it and it goes out within 24 hours. So it's almost like having checkbook control without having to set up the LLC or the trust. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's even more powerful because you know if 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 someone's rehabbing a house and they're using their IRA that per- to purchase that house and has all those costs come up, you know contractors demand to be paid. I mean, immediately. You know, there's like no le- leeway with them on that because you know they've done the work; they want to get paid. So that's a huge, huge benefit. Absolutely, and that's something that we realized. Now we're a common sense company. Someone, if I get enough calls and someone's complaining about something, I'm going to do everything in my power to change that. Well, one of the things out there that most people were complaining about was, man, 
you know, I've got to have, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50. I've had clients do hundreds of checks every single year from their IRA to pay these expenses. And that adds up. That $5 adds up pretty quickly. And here's the thing. It's only $5. Newview actually wasn't making any money off of this. Right. You know, between we had to pay someone to actually write those checks, sign those checks. We had to pay, you know, the mail to go out and things like that. We weren't making any money either. So basically the clients were paying, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars a year just to subsidize having those bills sent out. So we took a hard look at it and realized if we do it through the portal and we're able to make everything done digitally, which automates everything, well, we still keep those people employed. Don't think that I'm trying to get rid of jobs. We've actually <laughs> hired on, we've had our workforce grow twice as much as we did a year ago. But um we're just you know, allocating people to do other jobs in the office. But these simple tasks we're automating for clients and they're loving it. Something else that's really cool, if the bill is going to be under 500 bucks, we don't even need to see the invoice. Okay. They just go on. They say, hey, I'm going to have a bill for $499.98. Tell us where to send it to. We get everything processed and it goes out within 24 hours. Another sweet feature, man. That's, that's really cool. So, Austin, let's talk a little bit about you know, real estate, you know, so they can obviously buy properties through their IRA, fix them up and flip them and make a profit. They can also buy rentals, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that basically, are you saying that that uh, monthly income, would that go back or is it like done on a yearly basis? How, how like, how, who is the, who does the uh, uh, property management company or the tenant write the check out to? Is it to the IRA? That's a great question, Greg. And yes, that's correct. It goes back to their IRA. Now, I'll give you the scenario about how 99.99% of all these deals happen with rental properties. It's not required that someone uses a property management company. Now, notice I said it's not required. I heavily recommend that someone does because it makes the investment a lot more passive for the investor, right? These have to be passive investments, and there's certain rules with what the client is allowed to do on the property. Mm -hmm. So whenever it comes to acting as their own property manager... They can call the tenant once a month if they want to to collect the rent, but that's really all that they're allowed to do. They can pay the expenses through our online portal and so forth, but that renter usually will just write the check made payable to New View IRA, the letters FBO, which stands for For the Benefit Of, and then the client's name. They put in the memo line. We give every single client a seven-digit code to put in that memo line so that the renter can just mail us the check. We receive the check. Checks all get deposited same day. It's all automated, so everything's really smooth there. It all goes and gets reported into their account, and we do that on a monthly basis. What a lot of people do with the property manager, the property manager collects everything, property manager sends everything out, and then the property manager will usually have some type of account set up to do smaller repairs on the property and so forth. Because one of the rules associated with owning real estate in an IRA the actual owner of that IRA account, they cannot do the work on the property themselves. Because going back to remember that tax code that I'm sure everyone's going to read about tonight, 4975, you're a disqualified party from your IRA. So you can't do the work on the property yourself. So what people do is they have a property manager. The property manager is a third party. They handle everything at that point in time. They'll have the account. They can collect all the bills and just send one invoice to new view if you wanted to. So maybe the plumber needs to come out and fix something. Maybe there was a hole in the roof. You had to get the roofer out there. A window was broken because the kids next door threw a baseball through it, things like that. 
property managers make that a lot easier. So I always recommend use a property manager for your rental properties. I'm, I'm sure, Greg, I'm sure you know a lot down in your area as well. Sure do. Yeah, we recommend that whether you're using an IRA or not, because dealing with tenants and toilets is like the worst thing you can do as a real estate investor. Because again, it's not passive at that point then. You're literally, you know, your idea behind buying rental properties is that you don't have to do any work, that you just make that mailbox money every month. And that's why we have a property management division uh, with our brokerage, uh, because we see the opportunity there since we mostly work with investors here in the uh, Tampa Bay market. Um, I absolutely agree with that. One thing I will mention on that as well, you know, I don't ever advise my clients on what they should or should not do. But I will say this, I do see everything that goes on in their accounts. So I see the ones that are successful and the ones that are not successful. More likely than not, the ones that are successful are the ones that are looking at it as how can I be as passive as possible? I just want to stick my money in it. I, I'll be the brains behind the operation, but I'm not going to be the brawn behind the operation. Absolutely. So, Austin, let's talk a little bit about how people can use an IRA to lend out money. That way, they're even more passive than even owning a piece of property. How can that work with the IRAs? Yeah, great question. So, private lending, I think, is actually growing in popularity in the IRA space because, like you just said, and that's a key takeaway, it is even more passive. So, basically, you know, your IRA can actually finance other people's deals. So maybe someone says, you know what, like you said, I'll use your terms, toilets, tenants, and I'll even throw in termites. Mm -hmm. um, let's say someone didn't want to deal with those three things with real estate, right? But they still wanted to have their IRA backed by real estate. They don't want to have it in the stock market. That's not, you know, that's not really their cup of tea. Someone can actually take money from their IRA. We'll process the deal so it's actually a private mortgage that's sent out to another individual. So what's really cool about the way these mortgages work is the loans, first of all, can be secured or unsecured. And I'll touch on secured first because it's a lot longer than how an unsecured loan works. But again, I don't force anybody to loan money to a specific person. I don't play broker in this case. So the account holder picks who they do the loans to. Now, let's go back to tax code 4975. Those same rules still apply here. I can't lend money to my kids, but I can lend money to my sister, right? Now, the terms of the loan are also discussed by the lender and the borrower. New View doesn't say, hey, you can only make 6%, you can only make 8%. You know, We don't have anything like that. The only rules that we really state is you have to at least charge them the prime interest rate plus 1%, right? That's the bare minimum you could do. Now, the whole point in this is to make more money, so I really hope no one listening to this is thinking, oh, I can at least make the prime interest rate. But as far as the terms set by the loan, there's nothing that we state that says, hey, this has to be for a year or 30 years. The term is completely between you and the borrower. That interest rate, completely between you and the borrower. Any points that you want to charge, completely between you and the borrower. The most common loan that I see clients do is usually kind of like a hard money loan, and they're usually lending it to a flipper. Okay. So usually it's going to be two points up front. The loan is going to be for a year long, and they're going to charge between 10 to 12%. I'd probably say more commonly 12%, so 1% every single month. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be secured by the property, meaning you know I'm going to be a first position mortgage on that property. So you know, Greg, I'm going to use you as an example. Let's say I wanted to take money from my IRA and finance one of your deals, right? 
Mm-hmm. And let's say I had a well, hundred grand in my IRA. You needed a hundred grand to get your property up and running or whatever it is that you do in the world of real estate. So you come to me and I say, sure, I do my research, find out there's no liens on your property. There's no other mortgages. It's owned free and clear in your name. I can lend you that money where you can draft up a note and you know get everything recorded that says I'm first position mortgage on that. You're going to pay me, Greg, um, two points up front, 12%. We'll go with that common thing over the next year. And at this point in time, you make all the payments back to my IRA. You know, At this point in time, 12% interest only over the next 12 months. Now, we can alter that if we wanted to. Maybe you say, you know what, Austin, I'm getting out of the flipping market. Maybe the next deal I do is going to be a 30-year rental. Sure, I can give you that loan as well. But the key takeaway in this, Greg, is I'm either going to get my two points and my 12% interest, but if you default on me, I'm getting your property. Correct. So maybe I gave you a loan for $100,000 on a property you already own free and clear, and you just needed to rehab it. Maybe that property was worth $300,000. So I'm either going to get my two points and 12%, or I'm turning my $100,000 loan that I got the two points on up front into a $300,000 piece of real estate. Now, given you do have to go through the foreclosure process, and that's not exactly fun to go through, but if I'm making a 300% return on my money over the next year or two, I mean, I'm not complaining on that. I actually, uh, kind of a funny phrase I've heard my clients use, they all say, I'd rather have a borrower with good collateral than good credit. Yep, that's absolutely true. And on the flip side to that, though, you can also do unsecured loans from an IRA. Again, it's a less commonly done thing, but say you didn't want to go through the whole recording process. Maybe you're going to give a mortgage to someone and it's going to be real short term, and maybe you know them well, you know they're good for it, you don't really care to go through that process. I see a lot of clients do unsecured loans where maybe they charge two points up front and 15%. You know, mm-hmm. It's really between the client and the borrower at that point in time. Personally, if I do a loan, I'm trying to say more towards the secured side because I want to know that my investment is backed by something. Yeah, I'm going to jump in there too and say, Alliance, if you are considering using your IRA, do not do an unsecured loan. Always get it secured. Be safe. Be smart about it. I don't care if you've known that, that friend of yours for 40 years. Money makes money changes things, and so secure yourself with a mortgage note. And we actually uh, we teach this stuff through our, our coaching program. Uh, some of the other things that we have we provide to our private lenders that lend us that stuff. You actually were there for that presentation a couple months ago. Also. I was just about to give you a shameless plug and say I actually personally learned a lot in that presentation. So that's something that everyone definitely wants to check out. Yeah, um, there's a lot more than just a note in a, in a mortgage that we provide to our private money lenders to make sure that they are ultra secure in a property in a deal. So that way, if if you know shit hits the fan, they have as much security as possible uh, to go back on. If again, if I was to default on that loan or that deal, they get the property, so on and so forth, and and we just want to make it as safe as possible. Absolutely. Um, Alliance, keep in mind, an unsecured loan is basically a gift to someone. Yep. Ugh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Austin, I mean, I think we hit on everything I can think of for IRAs. Is there anything else that we might have uh, forgot about? The only thing that I think that we didn't really touch on too much is basically keeping your assets safe inside of the account when owning real estate. And the only thing I'll touch on there, I won't beat this horse to death, but I get the question a lot hey, can I do this through an LLC? Can I make these investments through a a land trust of some kind or through an IRA trust? 
I'll keep it short and sweet. You absolutely can. Just keep in mind, you've used the custodian. We don't set up those entities for people. But if you wanted to make the investment through one of those entities, you absolutely can as well through us. Very cool. That's a great that's a great point. So Austin, tons of knowledge bombs today. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that with everybody. I'm sure that the Alliance is loving every bit of this uh, podcast interview today. Yeah, Greg, I greatly appreciate you having me on here. Awesome. All right, Austin, have a great one. We'll talk you to as well. Take care. You've just listened to another flipping real estate like the pros podcast. You're another step closer to fulfilling your dreams as a successful real estate entrepreneur. We'd like to thank you for putting your trust in us to be your guide into this exciting venture called real estate investing. For more information, visit our website at www.flippingrealestatelikethepros.com. Catch you on the flip side, Alliance.